Hello, everybody. Jim Malone here, coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. It is Tuesday, the twenty seventh of, uh, of, uh, of 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 April. I almost said August. There, <laughs> what do you know? Um, and uh, we got a yeah, pretty good show for you today. There's a lot of earnings that are coming out. Um, it looks as if uh, Tesla pulled back a little bit, and but it seemed to have regained some strength. It's kind of weird market. Um, also, um, Microsoft announced, and they seem to be firm. The Dow is down, though, a little bit. So that's kind of a concern here. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we just kind of want to get into some of the slides and, uh, you know, go from there. Oh, wait a minute. There we go. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning how to use this thing. Can you believe it? After all this time? Well, anyways, um, here we go. Uh, basically, um, Microsoft is, you know, the earnings are firm on Microsoft, which is good. Uh, the Nasdaq is down just slightly, but it's still above 1400 and that's a key level for the Nasdaq. So, um, that's looking pretty good. I'm 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 feeling much more comfortable about that. It did close uh, my my bull spread on Tesla. I just uh, you know it, it started to, it started to go south, and so I said, well, you know maybe now is time to 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 make you know decision. And I closed it. Um, I I basically got out with skin on my teeth. I made seven dollars and fifty cents. Wow, all that work for seven dollars fifty cents. But hey, better than losing money, I guess. Um, there you go. And of course uh, I put all this into the discord room uh that uh that we have and you know kind of showing how i'm trading i have a really nice uh i opened a really nice trade on cloudflare as well and that's uh, i'll show you that in just a second here is cloudflare and um it seems to be making a new run for um at least for the for the buy point so i did decide that uh i was going to put a um a bull put a bull call spread on this one just because it was looking so strong, we'll see how we'll see how it trades. It's gonna. Uh, and earnings are coming out in nine days, basically, on the fifth on uh, May sixth. So that's coming up, and uh, that's also available for people that are in the uh, in in the disc in the Discord room as well. Um, okay, just wanted to show you bulls and bears. Um, you know. There has been some more bullish sentiment. Uh, we're currently up to about 68, 63.70%. Bears are uh, at 60, 16.70%. So the bears are going, moving lower and the bulls are moving up. So that's kind of good. Uh, now, of course, when it, when the, when the bull, when the bears get above the bulls, when they, when they kind of cross, because normally the market is kind of bullish, that's when we kind of watch out. But this is a psychological indicator and it's uh, pretty accurate actually. Uh, in terms of things, so look at uh, you know to look at it. Uh, I did uh, I did move into one stock today. Probably you're going to regret it. It's a uh, symbol P A T H. It's a very interesting stock. It's down, of course, from where I bought it. <laughs> I, uh, I I bought in right at about seventy nine, and then it, uh, it 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 moved it moved south on me. Ouch. I'm not quite down 7%, but I may be out of this one tomorrow. Uh, I just kind of got a little shaken out of it. I do like the idea. These uh, This company has bots that do repetitive tasks. So it's a lot of big companies are buying into it. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a IPO. So it's got an IPO base. So it's a little bit more risky. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. I have a very small position in it, but that's something that... Uh, that, that might be of interest. Apple, of course, is holding steady. It seems to have, there's seems to be a little bit of resistance at about 135. Um, and that's where my second call is. I have uh, basically two covered, well, actually I have three covered calls in this. Um, one at 130, which is going to be exercised. One at uh, 135, which probably will be exercised. And I'm not so sure about the one at 137, but that's kind of how it stacks up for me. Very small position in Microsoft. Um, I did put a spread on Corvo. I do think that we're going to see it move above 200. At least that's what I'm what I'm looking at the charts. Floor just keeps on uh, keeps keeps pretty steady. It hasn't really gone anywhere, but it hasn't gone down either. So that's a good thing. Um, all right. So let's, without further ado, get to your questions here uh, and see. Okay. So let's go to um, your questions. Let me pull up a new window here. And uh, first question 
is on SNCY. I don't know what SNCY is. Um, let's just see what SNCY is. Yeah, Sun Country Airlines. I, I had this one on my, interestingly enough, I did have this one on my low-cost list. So I'm kind of, I, you know, I haven't really followed it as much as, since I put out that list, but um, I, I definitely kind of want to look to see sort of, how it, sort of how it's been trading and see if there's anything, you know, anything there. So let's pull up the, the chart here for Sun Country. Let's get it bigger. There we go. Um, for, for Sun Country, let me take off that uh, banner here for just a sec. Just, there we go. So we can see it. Um, but basically, uh, Sun Country uh, is, let's look at the daily chart. This is kind of a, you know, IPO. It looks like there was a, there was a buy point. Interestingly enough, IPO base and the pivot is at 38.38. Currently, it's at forty eighty-two, so it's definitely within the, the it's definitely within the striking resistance. Well, actually, just a little bit above, but it's still in a buy zone. It is, um, you know, and you have to be a little bit careful about these IPO bases uh, because we do have some falling falling um, volume here. But it does look like it IPO'd at twenty-four, and then it moved straight up to this 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 buy point, which is about thirty-six, uh, you know, thirty-eight thirty thirty-eight thirty-six. And then it pulled higher and then pulled back. So the question is, can we buy this thing? Well, I want to see it get some support. And really about the only place I believe that it can get support is at this 21-day line. So really right now, I think you've just got to wait on this one. You know, these IPOs are tough to buy because I, you really need about two or three months to see how they're going to trade. It's got a decent checklist here, uh, 44%. I wouldn't buy this one. Um, I think I'd wait a little bit on this one. But uh, definitely worth definitely worth your time to watch list this thing. I think uh, you know I think it's going to be you know it, it potentially can be a very good airline. The, the the thing I like about Sun Country over a lot of the other airlines out there is that with the, all the other airlines like American Airlines and, and airlines like that, they are dependent more on the business travel. Sun Country is a very low cost airline, and it's less dependent on that, and so it's probably going to benefit more when the uh, economy reopens. But I just I can't really get all that excited right now about the um, the airlines. I just can't. Uh, they just, for me, they kind of it's kind of in a situation that you know I think is you know is 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 a difficult situation. So I wouldn't be in this one right now. Uh, it's it's interesting, but uh, I'd watch this this one. I wouldn't really do anything other than that. Um, okay, let's see what will um, thoughts on semis. Um, well, you know, it's funny. I'm really only in one semi uh, right now, and that is that is Corvo, QRVO, and uh, you know I do like that one. As you can see, it, it's done pretty well here uh, as of late. It's pulled back. It's still in the buy zone, and uh, it's at 198.61 um, now. Uh, I do think that there is resistance right at 200 here. So the question is, will it will it get beyond that? Well, I'm not sure, but I do like this one. This is one of the semis that I do like. Uh, it's got a 100% checklist, which I which I like. The industry is is falling a little bit. It's 90. The semis, uh, this is semiconductor manufacturing, has fallen a little bit to 90 out of 197. But I, I still like the sector a lot. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of funds that are moving into this one too. So, a Fidelity Counterfund has a, has amazing position. So, this is one of the ones I do like in in the sector. Now, there's some of the ones that I don't like in the sector so much. Uh, one of them being Intel. Uh, you know, I don't think that that has done as well. Uh, but I kind of want to uh, go over sort of the you know sort of sort of the sort of the ones that I think have the top relative strength. So, here in the semiconductor sector is the ones with the top relative strength. The, the top relative strength is, is a Taiwanese company called United Micro, and then this other one, Amcor Technologies, and then the one I just talked about, Corvo, that is basically the, the um, it's got the, the 81, it's got 81 relative strength. Now, typically I only like to, to look at stocks that have at least, um, have, have least uh, 80, um, at least have 80 or better. Now, this is the, this is the, 
overall, this is the entire sector here. It has, it's sort of been bouncing up and down this 50-day line. So it does look like it's on the mend. Uh, and there are some sig significant stocks. Now let's look at the stocks that in the, in the in the sector. Now, of course, the largest is Taiwan Semi. Uh, that's been having some issue issues. Uh, again, some issues with Intel. Um, you know, Texas Instruments. This is probably the next one that I that I would look at, and it's TI Texas Instruments. TXN is of course the symbol for it, and uh, this one is a great stock. Up, oh, well, it's. There we go. <laughs> now we get back. This one is a great stock, um, and I do think it is. It is. You know, it's got the only thing is right now it'd be a little bit difficult to buy this right now because it's, it's earnings in just just a few days. I mean, it's basically on the second of May is when the earnings for TI come out. So it's very very soon on that. So I really wouldn't buy it into earnings like this. But I think after earnings, I think you probably want to put this one on your watch list. Now there are some 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 issues here. The relative strength line is only at 66. That's due to the fact that, you know, it, it had been trading below that, that line back in uh, June of last year, but it just steadily, uh, steadily moved up with strength. Now, here's the thing about Texas Instruments. Texas Instruments is very big in the, um, the chips for self-driving cars. So I think that's a really good area. And that's just one that you might want to Kind of take a look at. Now, I wouldn't necessarily. It's not a buy recommendation or anything. And please, everything here is just for educational purposes only. But um, I do think that it is it is strengthening, and it has a very good list of large funds in it. As you can see, it's being acquired by some of the largest funds, and there's 38, 16 funds, and it, it's it's continuing to move we move up. Of course, this is one of the oldest chip companies in the world. Uh, they basically invented the integrated circuit along with. Uh, Intel. So I do think that this, I think Texas Instruments currently is in a stronger position than Intel is. And uh, this is the one I think that if you're looking for a very large cap semi, and I think that's kind of one of the best places to look, this is the one you kind of want to look at Texas Instruments, um, you know, at least for right now. So let's see if there's any news on it. Yeah, not really any news on it. So this is if in the semis, uh, well, this is what I would look for. Texas Instruments. Let's see if we have some people that are watching on TikTok. See if I can answer some questions here for them. Thoughts on Apple? Uh, this is a, this uh, comes from TikTok. Thoughts on Apple? Uh, I know you're bullish, uh, but it seems um, <laughs> to dip after the reports. Well, you know, here, you know, it's funny what moves the stock. Um, a lot of times, you know, it's it's buying rumor, selling news. I think that's the you know that's the old saw. Um, it's off a little bit in after hours, but not really, not significantly 25, uh, basically down 25 cents. So not really a whole lot. Um, I do, um, I get, no, I'm sorry. It's earnings in one day. So we'll see how this one performs, but this is set it up very, very nicely. Um, and, uh, I do think that if it clears, um, you know, the, I started buying it at 127. Of course, as it moved up here and it moved above the 50-day moving average, it's moved above the 21-day and it's moved and it's 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 hanging right on the 10-day line. So I really don't see any any problems with the action on Apple. I still think it's pretty good, and I think I think it's looking fairly very fairly good. So um, that, you know we'll see how it trades through earnings, but uh, you know there you go. All right, well thanks for that question. Um, you bought V at uh, 208.20. Okay, so that's Visa, of course. Um, you know, a stock that you might want to look to diversify. That's very good. You're right in the buy zone on that. I think. I think that well, that's a that's a very good place to have bought it. Um, it came right through that buy buy point that 20 that uh, 228.23 buy point. You bought it right in the buy zone. I think no, no. I'm sorry. You bought it right below the buy zone. Yeah, you bought it very very well. Okay, you bought it on the reversal. Looks like I'm just trying to I'm just trying to see exactly where you bought it. I think you bought it on the reversal. That would be that would be a great move if you did. Let's just kind of draw that line from the top here down. Let's kind of see. So it looks as if yeah, you bought it at a very good place. You bought it basically as it was moving above the uh, the 50-day line. That's a very good place to have bought it, and it's just moved right on up. So I really don't see anything 
I think it's I think it may go a little bit higher. Here's the thing. You probably want to protect your profit if you're in it at this point. Here's what I would do on this. Uh, I don't think it's going to revert, you know, until it reverses lower, of course, we won't know this. But I think as long as it's trading above the 10-day line, and that's at 224.50, so 224.50, I think you're, I think you're in good shape. So I would just uh, let this thing let this thing roll, and I think it may go a little bit higher. Uh, I think that's a very good buy, and and uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to do very, very well for you. I uh, just want to look, you know, kind of as an alternative to another stock that I think is is coming is setting up very very nicely, and that's PayPal P Y P L. I'm probably going to do a, a trade on this one as well. Uh, this is one you might want to consider as well because it's a similar it's a similar uh, it, it's a similar type of stock at to to Visa, but it's a little bit you know it's a little bit more modern in terms of it has exposure to Bitcoin and a lot of the other things that are very good. It's starting to set up really now. It's got a buy point of 277.86 uh, and it's right now at 269.26. Uh, so this this has been showing some strength. It's off a little bit today though. Uh, let's kind of look at the weekly chart on this one to see. Um, yeah, the weekly chart is looking very, very good. This is a cut base and it looks like it's moving into a buy zone uh, you know, in a, in a cup base. Now, cup bases sometimes fail. They're not, it's not the best of patterns, but it looks like, uh, yeah, it's looked like it's forming a little bit of a handle. So let's look at the volume. The volume's a little bit low. I'd like to see a little bit more volume, but it's definitely going in the right direction. It looks like we're, we're drawing, we're drawing down this overhead supply here. It looks like we're, you know, and what, what I'm talking about, what I mean by overhead supply, well, basically, if you draw kind of where it's been, you can see it was it went up all the way up to, to to 309, but then it started to fall. So a lot of the people that bought right at the last minute there, they still are holding on to the stock. So as it comes close to this level, they're going to they're going to want to sell. So there might be some resistance right below 300 here, uh, basically at about um, 286. So that's going to be you know that's going to be. But I definitely think it has at least 20 to go and it can move right up into that into that pivot now if it pulls through this it's it's going to go higher i do believe that at least over the next few months paypal is likely to go higher and i just kind of want to show you the weekly and the monthly chart the monthly chart on this one is really spectacular uh it's been around of course since 2005 uh but i think this is one you might want for a long term this is sort of a long-term hold here uh you know and you might want to diversify your portfolio a little bit to holding some um, PayPal because I do think it's a really good stock, and I think especially for the long term, I think it's I think it has some real legs on it uh, that are good. So let's take a look at. Uh, okay, uh, are you buying any Amazon before the potential split? Well, you know what, I don't know enough about the split. Fortunately, our intern Blaze uh, Cardoza he he was texting me just a few minutes ago regarding this. I you know I was I was working on other stuff and I was oblivious. Um, but you know, that could be a very good, uh, that, that, that could be a very good situation depending on if it splits, you know, and it might put, and I don't know who knows how much it's going to split. It may split 10 for one. Um, who knows, but I want to find out a little bit more about this before I make any kind of pronostication right now. Amazon is one of the most expensive stocks on the, in the market in general. So it does kind of need, you know, to get back into a trading range. And a lot of times that's why. Uh, you know that that's why uh, people will, that's why companies will split a stock. You know, you know all your all your economics professors out there they all say, well, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, you know, you, a split doesn't matter. But you know what? In reality, it does because typically the best time to buy a split, of course, is when it's announced, and then up to the announcement date, and then that's when you want to sell. So I'm going to have hopefully some some more information on this. If this if this actually comes to pass, because if it does, then we might be able to get in on a really good situation. And the, and the way you play this is very simple, is that when it's announced, that's when you start acquiring the stock, and then um, it will trade up to the day of the split, and then it will trade down. So you want to buy it, hold it to the splits, let it split, let it come down, and then it will usually move higher once more. So that's a great way that, you know, splits can be, especially on a high profile stock like this, can be a very, very good thing. Now, of course, everyone is going to tell you out there, all the economists are going to tell you, no, it doesn't make any difference. But you know what? Only the strongest stocks split because you don't want a stock to go down in price. So that's a good thing. 
Um, and they can be very, very good thing. Any good real estate stocks? Well, gosh, um, there is one real estate stock that I like, uh, and it's a kind of a weird one. Um, you know, not everyone, not everyone, not everyone would agree with me on this one, but there is a company called ELS Equity Lifestyle, and this is this company is in a very interesting industry. This country company owns. Trailer parks. Wow. Trailer parks. Why would you want a stock that owns trailer parks? Well, the thing about trailer parks are that they're the most profitable form of commercial real estate. Why? Because uh, in the last 20 to 30 to 50 years, well, really, we, we were uh, 50 years ago, we were building affordable housing. But in the last 30 years, this country has failed every way, which way to build affordable housing. And unfortunately, uh, I wish this were not true, but it is. Wages in this country are not really going up. I mean, they are going up for the people that have good jobs and all that kind of stuff. But for the average guy uh, who works down at, you know, Albertsons or, or, or works at the hardware store and, and his wife works at 7-Eleven, it's been a tough, it, it's been a really tough 20, 30 years. I mean, actually, the purchasing power of the lower half of this country, about lower 40% has actually gone down. People are actually now have less purchasing power than they did in the 1970s when I was... <laughs> when I was younger <laughs> and all, all the areas in the country are trying to build affordable housing, but, they, but it ends up being nothing. They end up just, you know, paying off the people that, that pay them money and all that kind of stuff. Well, there, it, it, you know, all that is kind of bad news, but one piece of good news out there is that there is one area where people have been successful at building low cost housing. And that's been in trailer parks. Now I know that, I know that it has, a very bad reputation. And I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not speaking for the, I'm not speaking for its reputation. But one thing I do know is that um, this is a very profitable area and, and there's not many really good trailer parks in the country. Nobody wants one next to them. So, so there's almost no supply. And this, this company, it's a, it's actually Sam Zells behind this. He's one of the real real estate moguls in Chicago. He has put this together, and this one has just been a great performer. It's right now at a buy point. Uh, the buy point is 68.52. Um, now, most of these parks that they own are in Florida, which is growing, Arizona, which is growing, Texas, which is growing. Basically, they're in the Sun Belt, and uh, this has been a very successful stock. If you want to be in the real estate industry, this is not a bad one. Uh, let's just kind of look. This is It's a REIT, so, I mean, there's a lot of REITs out there. Um, but this is this REIT has done very, very, very well. Now, there is another one called the Power REIT. Let's see what that one's doing. And that one owns basically railroads. This is another good area, by the way. Uh, Warren Buffett got into this hugely, hugely. I don't even know if that's a word, hugely. <laughs> but this is another really good one. It's symbol PW. Now, it's not really a traditional REIT like you would think of like owning a shopping center. By the way, you don't want, a you don't want shopping center REITs. You don't want... Really, apartment REITs, they don't have very good returns. But uh, interestingly enough, uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, railroads happen to have very good um, return. Now, the, the, these guys own railroads in West Virginia. Now, you would think, God, that's, that's a horrible place. But, well, guess what? Not so much. It's very, it's very profitable because you got to get the coal to the market. Now, even though they're phasing out coal, uh, you got to use these guys' railroads. So it's, this is a good little REIT, and it's... Uh, doing very well and it's it's uh, basically has it's moved above the 21 day line it's not a very widely traded uh stock only got a daily volume of you know not that many not that many shares but this is one you probably want to put on your li uh, list pw is the symbol and then the other one is equity lifestyle so those are two kind of interesting real estate plays that uh you know you might you might get some traction on uh, real estate, you know, is, uh, is, is some real estate stocks are doing well, but most of them not so much. But these are interesting little areas. What do you think of net? Well, I just put together a bull put spread on net. Uh, you know, I, I just put out a bull put spread on, on net. So that is definitely something that I've been that I've been looking at. So let's take a look at the chart, uh, NET, and uh, what I did, what this bull put spread does basically is to be, you know, buying calls, buying the 85 calls, and then selling the 95 calls. So basically what I'm looking for this to do is move from about 85 up to about 95. That's what I'm looking for in the short term. 
on uh, Cloudflare. And, I've, and I have, I've basically uh, annotated this chart. So basically, relatively, there's relatively low overhead supply. As you can see, this is the overhead supply here. It's moved. This, this line that, I, that I've drawn here is the reversal line. And it's definitely reversed higher. And also, you can see there's quite a bit of volume that's coming in. So I do, the earnings on this are basically uh, on May, you know, just in a few days. So, uh, but I did do a spread on this one. And this is available to people that are on the, um, that, that are on the, that are on the Vinny, um, the, the, the Vinny platform. So uh, it's Vinny.com. Let me see if I can give you the exact um, URL. Now, I, I, this one I don't think is, I think this one is only for the members, but it's basically www.venny.com slash u slash Dallas Trading Floor. And that is the, uh, what that one is, is that that is a bull call spread on on um, on that. So I do, I do like uh, Cloudflare a lot. I think it's, I think it's going to do very well through earnings. It, it's, it's, uh, it, it may not, it, it's probably going to have a little bit of a loss, but that is expected. So uh, it, the, it is looking pretty good, I think, right now. Uh, thoughts on Zillow class and A, A and C? Hmm, good question. Um, I don't like Zillow's model, to be honest with you. I think that, you know, they're trying to move into and compete against realtors, which, you know, I understand, but I just, I, I don't, I, I think that, you know, I think that overall, the stock has been moving it has been has been moving lower and so i don't i wouldn't really be a buyer at this point i think it might have reversed if you draw this trend line but it's still below the 20 there's still below the 50 day moving average so that is problematic uh, at, at the least i'm going to i'm going to just kind of put an alert on this line here and what that does basically is that it looks like it's moved above that but i want to set alert to see if it moves back down below it looks like it's going to move up to the the 50-day moving average, and that's you know that's about at let's see uh, at 141. Looks you know it, it looks like it's going to move up to that line, but then the question is, can it move through that? It seems as if it's tried to move through it once, it was rebuffed, and I think it might be rebuffed again. So here's my take on on um, on Zillow. I just I don't think I would be in it. There's there's a lot of uh, issues here. The checklist is is not bad. It's it's my my minimum uh, on the checklist, of course, is 66. This has ch a 66 checklist. Uh, there are a lot of uh, funds in this uh, as well. Very good funds. Um, you know, over a thousand over a thousand funds are in this. But I just don't like this sector. I think that you know they're they're in the they say that they're in the internet content sector, which I think is a good sector. But I think the particular business that they're in. They're they're going to they're coming up against the National Association of Realtors. There's a lot of different uh, there's just a, there's just a lot of different competitions. So I I personally will be staying away from Zillow right now. Uh, I just I personally am going to be staying away from Zillow. Just my opinion on it. Um, all right. So let's look at OCG. So Aquin. I think this is Aquin. Uh, oh, by the way, if you're new. Uh, we uh, and you want to take a look at the charts and everything that we're displaying. Super easy to do. All you have to do is go to my profile, hit the link, it says beacons, and then scroll down and you'll see uh, the feed for the um, YouTube feed and it's live with all the charts and everything. So you might be interested in seeing that. Let's look at Neo uh, first because that is you know it may be seeing some life. I read something on this that you know people are starting to see some life in Neo. Um, I've been out of it for a while, uh, to be, to be honest. Uh, I do have this 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 trend line here that I've drawn. It, I was I've been waiting for this reversal, and I've been waiting for it to move above the um, the 50-day moving average. It's still, you know, it's it's it, it's it's making progress against that. I would watch this one. I I want it to, I want to confirm a little bit higher before I would be back into this one to see if we have a real reversal. Um, you know, Tesla. Uh, announced earnings today, and it it wasn't as good as they would have liked, and it pulled back a little bit. I had a Tesla um, bull call spread, but I closed it. You see, it's down a little bit. Yeah, seven oh four. So my key level on Tesla was uh, seven ten. It's below that. That's why I closed the the spread. Um, 
you know, I think if Tesla is going to struggle, you're going to see Neo struggle too. So that kind of hopefully answers your question regarding Neo. So I, I think that uh, it might be getting squeezed. I'd be really careful uh, with Neo right now. There's just a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, there's just, just a lot of stuff going on. So I, I would steer clear of that for right now. We're not in nearly as strong a market as we were. Um, okay, which IPO are you talking about? Oh, good question. Thank you for that. Um, the IPO I was talking about is an interesting stock. Called, uh, the symbol is PATH, P-A-T-H. It, it just it just IPO'd. I did buy a little bit of it today. I may regret. I may live to regret that. It looks like it's stabilized a little bit. Here, here I have my notation. Uh, I bought in at seventy nine eighty eight uh, and I set the stop loss at uh, sixty eight fifty. So that's kind of where it's been. This is the daily chart. Let's look at the ten minute chart. Um, it, you know, <laughs> it it started. It's it it you know it started out life basically here uh, at about uh, you know about sixty nine uh, fifty nine and then you know it, this has been the chart. So hopefully it can hold at about seventy four. We will see. I may be out of this one. Uh, but I do like the overall, I, I do like this overall area. It's uh, what it is, is it's a company that makes a robotic software that does repetitive tasks and it can replace a lot of people that are, that are online. It's kind of like a chat bot, but it does, it does all kinds of other stuff too. And it, there's some very good support in it. Now the question is, will will that matter? I don't know. <laughs> you never know. It's got a 55 checklist. This is a little bit lower than I normally like to buy them. I do have a little bit of space in my small portfolio where I do buy these very speculative issues. That, and, you know, IPOs definitely fall into that category. So we'll see how this one does. But the stock I was talking about here is called, uh, called UPATH, and it's symbol P-A-T-H. All right, so, okay, Samuel Smith, is it better to play spreads rather than buying stocks? Why do I do spreads? Well, right now, we have a relatively unstable market. I mean, we have a market that's moving kind of sideways, not really moving up as fast as we were. The reason I like to do spreads, everybody, is because, and this is part of the, this is part of my um, my Discord room, the reason I, I look at them very carefully is because I like to limit my risk. Uh, this is a very important thing for me. I like to limit the risk, especially when the market is really trading sideways. And you really kind of have to have different styles uh, depending on the market. Now, last year, of course, the market was really moving up fast. I wanted to own those shares, especially those Tesla shares and those NVIDIA shares. I did very well on them, like a lot of other people did. Um, I wanted to own those. I didn't. I didn't want to use. I didn't want to use options or spreads. But now that the market has cooled off a bit and is trading more sideways. And sometimes down, I don't, I don't know, I kind of want to magnify my returns and limit my risk. And you can do that with spreads. And so, uh, you know, I talk a lot about this in the Discord, uh, in, in, the, in the Discord room. And if you're interested in that, you can go and take a kind of a look at it. I, I think I have, I had one spread that's up that you can just take a look at. But, uh, you, you know, you can go right to, directly to it at uh, com slash the letter U slash Dallas trading floor, all one word. So that uh, gives you kind of a look at spreads and that kind of thing. But I do think that's a very good way to trade, uh, to limit your risk on the downside and uh, participate on the upside. So that's really what I like to do. All right, Michael, thank you very, very much um, for this question. Uh, let's look at X. I almost pulled the trigger this morning. Let's look at X. Of course, X is uh, U.S. Steel, everybody. I'm sure everybody knows that uh, X is a U.S. deal. Very, you know, Andrew Carnegie actually put this company together over 100 years ago. It's been around forever, uh, and it's kind of waking it up. Now, I think it's probably a good idea that you didn't pull the trigger on it. Now, earnings are in two days, so here's what I would do on X. I don't think you want to buy X until we've gone through earnings. So it's Tuesday today. They're going to announce after the bill on Thursday. I think it's time to wait on that one. Because we're right at a buy zone. The buy zone, the buy point is 24.46. So that's the buy zone. But we're below that now. So let's, you know, I want to be a little bit more conservative on this one. Because, you know, it's, it, this has been a tough earning, you know, this is going to be a tough earning, earning season, even for some of the, the top rating stocks like X. So I think I would wait on this one, see how it trades, and then possibly on Friday take a look at possibly picking it up. But right now I would buy no more than a half position. Uh, it does have a pretty good checklist, 77%. And, 
and the industry is looking very good. Steel producers are 17 out of 196. So that's a very strong, uh, that's a very strong endorsement that um, at least the market is saying, Mr. Market, <laughs> Warren Buffett says, Mr. Market is saying that there's going to be a lot of demand for steel, at least in the near future, hopefully with this infrastructure spending that's going to go on. So the steel producers are going to be very, do very well in this. Also, you're going to find that some of the large construction companies are going to do well in that too, like Granite Construction or Fleur. I own Fleur currently, uh, and I did own Granite. So those are another other ones you might want to kind of take a gander at, see if it, see if it works for you. Now, FCX, is uh, that's Freeport MacMoran. And uh, that's a very key stock because it's a, it's a major copper producer, uh, FCX. And right now there are problems I hate to say this, but there's problems in Peru where they produce a lot of copper. There's some, there's some, there's some labor disputes. So the price of, you know, copper is very, is very key, uh, very key ingredient to all the industrial economies. So without copper, the biggest producer of copper is in Chile, but uh, Freeport McMoran is also a very good, very big, uh, very big producer of copper. Right now, uh, FCX is in a buy zone. Okay, the buy point on this one is. 37.51. And so right now we're in a buy zone. Now, could you buy this? Well, I typically like to buy it on an uptick, but I don't think this would be a bad place to buy uh, FCX because uh, it's showing a lot of strength. Uh, it's got its stellar checklist. The only thing it's low, the only thing it doesn't make here is that it's got an earnings per share, uh, earnings per share of less than 80%. But the strength, the relative strength of this is very, very strong. So let's kind of take a look and see how FCX has been trading. Well, the last quarter, the, the sales were up 73%, but the profits, and that's the key here, because remember, this is a commodity-based stock. This isn't a growth stock, 419%. So this is doing great. Also, look, you kind of see all of these big funds that are jumping into this. I mean, two quarters ago, there were 1546 funds in it. Now... They're 1752 uh, as of as, as of March, and it may actually go higher. 43% of the, all the stock is owned by funds, so that's looking good. It's got a positive cash flow, so this stock is lining up very very well. And I and you know and I do think that it may go higher. So out of these two stocks, FCX and X, I think that you want to look at and FCX. I think it's the better of the two, and it is currently in a buy zone, so that is a good thing, uh, and it does, uh, it, it has gone through earnings. Earnings were up tremendously, 419%, so I do think that we're going to continue to see this thing move higher, so FCX definitely should be on your watch list, or, and you could possibly buy it at this level, so very good stock, and, uh, and I think that's a great, great question, uh, but I, I would probably not buy X, and I probably would look at buying a half position in in FCX. Not a full position, but a half position, because I do think it's looking kind of strong. All right, let's look at uh, Boeing and Ford. Of course, F is the symbol for Ford. I was in this. I got shaken out. There's a buy point on Ford at 1214. It is taking a dump, dump ski. So it just it it for some reason I, I I can't get enough love on this. It has just basically stayed right in this trading trading range, twelve fifty. It's still a good stock. I mean it it's a good stock. I don't know if it's reversed higher, but if it has, then it may move up. The problem with Ford is it typically is a very slow moving stock, and 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 that's been that's been an issue for me with this one. Now with Boeing, it's a different story. This. At one time, Boeing was the largest, I think it still is, the largest exporting company in the United States. And uh, and this is the chart for Boeing. And unfortunately, Boeing has just, it keeps trying to make some headway, but it keeps getting pushed back. As you can see, this is, let's look at the weekly chart here. Kind of want to show you the weekly. Yeah, there we go. We, we, were, we were moving up very nicely, and then all of a sudden, you know, not so much. I, I, I really think for right now, until the market, until we have the reopening, I think you've got to be careful with, you know, several sectors of the economy. One of the sectors of the economy is travel and leisure. Now, Boeing obviously isn't a travel and leisure stock, but it is the, you know, selling jets is their business and the travel and leisure business is buying these jets. So I'd be very, very careful buying a Boeing right now. 
Uh, and also be very careful buying any cruise lines, even though there are people that have made double their money on cruise lines. I, I just think that this area is very problematic. So that's my that's my two cents on Boeing. So I probably will not be a buyer of any of them at this point. And that's kind of sad because, I, you know, you would think I could buy Boeing, but I just, I think, I just think it's going to not do as well uh, going forward. So let's look at SE. Now, SE Limited, this is a Singaporean company, and it's, it's just done tremendous. Um, I first came across this last summer. I didn't even know what it was, uh, but it has just been fabulous. Uh, it's up $8.55 and about 8.31% just, just in this last week. And that's in, you know, we're two days in this week. It's pulled back a little bit, but it's still in a buy zone. If you did want to go ahead and move into this one, you definitely could. This is a stage four cup with handle. It's not the best formation, but it's not bad. The pivot on this one is 258.60. So we're right, we're right there. We're at 267.14. We're definitely right in the buy zone. It's pulled back in the buy zone. You definitely could buy this one here. And it probably is, this This is looking, at least from what I'm seeing here, like it probably is going to go higher. Uh, it, it possibly is high as uh, 285.50 and above. So I think this one, uh, SE Limited, I think this is a very good stock. You definitely could buy it here. Uh, it's got a 77 checklist, which is not bad. Uh, there are uh, 1,145 uh, funds in it. This is an increasing number. And some of the best funds are in it. Fidelity Contra Fund is in it, and this this is a kind of the good housekeeping seal of approval, at least as far as I'm concerned. So, very good look on on SE Limited. So that's a very good question, and uh, I think uh, you know it may be uh, it, it may be a very good stock. And and I'm not in it currently, but uh, the chart looks very good on SE Limited. It is in a buy zone, so that's something that uh, that we could definitely look. Uh, AMD earnings after close. Let's look at AMD. You know, AMD is one of those stocks. I have tried to buy this numerous times and gotten shaken out. I just don't know what it is about me and AMD. <laughs> in AMD. But, I, you know, whenever I'm selling it, it's going up. So you got to give this one a lot of latitude, I think. Uh, it's up after hours. It had some very good earnings. Uh, earnings per share were up. Let's take a look at the at, at how they look, how they came in. Yeah, they came in very well. 28% uh, increase in terms of their sales and their profits. That's the most important thing. We're up 117% quarter for quarter. So they're doing something right there uh, in Santa Clara. I think they're in Santa Clara. Yeah, no, Sunnyvale, excuse me. They're in Sunnyvale. Um, they're doing something right there. Uh, again, lots of funds in it, 1709 uh, and some very good leadership. Uh, nice cash flow. Look at that, $5.38 a share. Interestingly enough, the... The woman who is the CEO of, oh, I said Arch Dennis Menu. That's wrong. AMD. <laughs> That's probably the one he should have been in is AMD. So my, my mistake. No, it, AMD is up too. Um, sales are up 53%. Profits are up 50, 63%, which is, which is actually pretty good. Actually, you know what? This, this leads to me. So actually what you ought to be looking at is, is Arthur Daniels Menu. Arthur. ADM. And, and the reason is, is because we're going to see a lot of inflation in this country. This is, this is not in the chip sector, of course, but look at that nice movement up and it's up after hours, very strong. And of course, this is the, the company that manufactures all of those food products. Uh, and they're at, you know, this is looking very good seven out of nine, the industry just very good, uh, all the way around. So this is this is also one you might is if you if you if you aren't necessarily interested in AMD you might want to look at ADM, which is Arthur Daniels Midland. All right, so let's go here. Hey, hey, Mr. Tim, uh, your thoughts on LPX? Uh, looking strong to buy for a position. You know what? Uh, LPX is is one of the commodity stocks that's really good. It's, uh, it's of course it's Louisiana and Pacific. LPX is a symbol, of course. And um, this one has just been on fire. Uh, by the way, in terms of commodities, I think it's lumber that's up the, been up the most out of all of the commodities out there. So uh, looking very strong, up $2.96 today, uh, or about 4.33%. So really, really good. Relative strength is 95 on this one. And, uh, you know, we've got earnings in seven days on this 
uh, you know what? This one might actually be a very good spread play because it looks as if, and I'm just looking at the past here, one, two, three, four. For the last four quarters, their profits have been up, and not just a little, a lot. So this one might be a very good candidate uh, in seven days for a for a bull spread. And I'm going to put this down on my list, LPX bull spread, because um, it looks as if they are probably going to show a good number coming, you know, this time. So I'm just looking at the chart. Yeah, we're right. At, we're right above the the uh, the ten day line. I like that. We're we're earnings in seven days. We've got very strong accumulation going on, and boy, this is looking good. Sixty one percent owned by funds, and uh, this looks very strong. Let's look at the weekly chart. Yeah, it's just moving right up this uh, right up the twenty one day exponential line. So it's it may be it, it doesn't seem like it's you know too. You have to look at you have to check the slope of this because if it gets too slopey, then it will pull back. But it looks uh, oh yeah there was and there was a large amount of buying prior to the yeah there's been a large amount of large accumulation here prior to earnings. So this one's probably going to go and this is probably going to be a bull through earnings. So I'm going to possibly look at this one possibly for another spread trade, uh, looking very very good uh, on that. So. Thanks for that info. That was that's that helps me out a little bit as well. So it helps me sometimes spot some of these opportunities. All right. Um, do you look at stocks outside the U.S. in case? Um, you know what I I do, but typically I want to see stocks that are trading uh, either as e, uh, probably on some of the U.S. exchanges. It's just um, that's sort of how I do it. Just because my, you know most of my software doesn't track some of the issues outside of the United States. Uh, even even in the Toronto exchange, but let's look at EVO. Let's see if I can. Um, let's see if it, let's see if it comes up here. No, unfortunately, I, I don't have charts for that one, so I probably would not. I probably would not. Um, I probably wouldn't. I probably couldn't give you an answer on that one. I'm going to try to get charts on foreign uh, on uh, outside the United States stocks. A lot of the stocks, the bigger stocks, um, uh, European stocks especially, trade on the New York exchange, but and that's not unfortunately the case here. So. Sorry, I can't really give you a good feel for that. I wish I could. Thanks, Christian. Uh, let's look at Palantir and DKNG. So let's look at Palantir. Uh, Palantir has been a disappointment for me. I was I was shaken out of this one. I was very excited about this uh, stock, and it just does not perform very well. Uh, and and it doesn't really seem like it has come back. I'm going to show you the daily chart here that I have. I've I've drawn a trend line here. I'm waiting for this thing to break the trend line. It has not done that yet. Currently has a relative strength of 89, which is which is strong, uh, yeah, very strong. But it it's still I just don't like this pattern. So here's here's my take on at least for right now on Palantir. I just think I just think unfortunately it's not uh, you know it's 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 just not it's not it's not good. Let's look at uh, let's look at DraftKings. This like um, DKNG I think is probably looking a little bit better than Palantir. For one thing, one thing about DraftKings that I do like is that I do think that this is going to be a tremendous industry. I think everyone's, everyone knows it. It's going to be a very big deal uh, online gambling. And, of course, they're, they're probably in the best position to take advantage of this. Now, that said, we've been in a consolidation for a long time. Really, there's a buy zone here. The, the last time we really had a buy point was at about 55.98, uh, and it was way back here in December. And what happened was we, 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 we moved up and then we moved down. Now, here's the problem that I see right now with DraftKings. And, and this is, you know, this is just, just me saying this. The problem with DraftKings is there were a lot of people who bought the stock as it moved above this original buy point here. I'm going to draw a red line here. A lot of people bought the stock as it moved up, the, and then they held on, and they didn't sell. And then they held on and held on, and they didn't sell. And they held on and held on, and now it's gone down, and now it's coming back up. Here's the problem. Everybody that's holding here is going to sell once this thing moves above about this line here. So this has a problem with what they call overhead supply. There's too much supply of shares that were bought above 
above this this uh, 5598 buy point. So I, I I right now I would have to take a um, I, I I would have to take a wait see on this one. I think it needs I think you need to give DraftKings more time. That's the reason why sometimes you have to wait and wait and wait until there's a larger base. But I think that's the case here with DraftKings. So I would probably not be a buyer of DraftKings either at this point, just because uh, it does have an awful lot of overhead supply. And, um, you know, I, I just definitely think in, in the long term, it's going to be a good buy. But right now, I think you got to be careful with it. So I would I would not be a buyer of um, I would not be a buyer of DraftKings right now just because of that overhead supply issue. Now, let's look at Roku. This is a this is a um, this is a question that's coming from TikTok. And this is an interesting chart as well. Similar similar to DraftKings, we do have some overhead supply issues as it's moving above uh, above this level. Here's the problem with Roku. I'm going to draw a trend line right now. Right now, we can't buy it because it hasn't fully reversed, okay? So the problem with buying Roku at this level is that um, is that it needs to move above this line that I've drawn here. The reason it needs to come above that line is because that is where the trend will reverse. That will be the trend reversal. As you can see, it's moved. It's it's come down to this 292.92 here. It bounced. It came up to the 50-day moving line. It moved through the 50-day moving line, but it ran out of gas pulled back and it now is trying to make an attempt at a lower angle. Here's the thing. I want to see it move really above about 400 before I'm interested in it. So right now, unfortunately, I have to I have to say that this one is not a not potential for a buy. So you probably want to avoid Roku at least for right now. At least for right now. It's a great stock. I really like the I really like it, but uh, you know, I just I just think it's you know, I just think we can, we missed it. Is Path still viable? Well, you know, I bought it this morning, <laughs> and I probably shouldn't have. I didn't buy a very large position. I, I, I bought a very small position. I, I think I bought a grand total of 12 shares. But, you know, you can't – you have to be in a stock in order to watch it. So that's how I feel. So, um, you know, it, it's – after hours, it's closed down 13 cents at 75. It seems like it's getting some, some, some sea legs here right at about 75. I bought it at 79, which, you know, was probably too high. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I do like the stock. I just think that IPO bases are super hard to buy. This is what this is, and it's really early. So you know, is it still viable? Eh, yeah, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be going in with with uh, with two hands here. I just wouldn't. It's just not uh, a situation that uh, you know is is good as I'd like it. Ah, okay. So let's see. Can you explain why Tesla has great earnings and it went down? Yes. Yes, I can, actually. Let me show you why. At least this is why I think it is. TSLA. This is what I've, I've been talking about this a lot. This is called over. The reason this is having this problem is because of what they call overhead supply. And by the way, this let me put, pull the uh, this off so, so that you can see it. The, the uh, overhead supply is when you have a lot of people that bought a stock when it was too high. So let's let's go to the, the, the most recent high, and that was 780. That's why that's why I always talk about the 780 level. Okay, so here's what's happened. You when it was going up, everyone is excited. I was excited. I was in it right here, and then we rode it all the way up to about 900, and then it started failing. Well, the people people didn't sell out. They they didn't they didn't sell out when when they could. You know, seven percent down. This is why you use the seven percent rule. Okay. So they hang, they hold held on to it, and it continued to go down and down, and then it came up, and people got excited, and then it came up, and people got excited, and then it came up to seven, seven eighty. So people were saying, "Well, yeah, I'm I'm just going to cut my losses here. I'm going to sell." So the problem is, every time it comes up to seven eighty now, until we get rid of this supply here, we're going to have an overhead supply problem. So this is the problem, even on good news right now, at least for the next probably two or three months. Tesla is going to have trouble making it beyond about 780. So that's the reason. And of course, when it can't make that, then it just kind of peters down. And now it's at 702. And it probably will be in the trading range, probably from about 680 uh, or, or, you know, possibly as low as 600, but between about 600 and maybe uh, 780. So right now, unfortunately, 
just not a good time to be in Tesla. Uh, that may change. I love Tesla. I'm a Tesla bull, and I've done very well with Tesla. But right now, it's just not the time to be in it unless you have a super duper cushion in terms of, um, you know, in in terms of in 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 terms of the um, in 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 terms of in terms of profit. Let's look at Eric uh, Erickson, and from that's uh, let's look at Erickson. Uh, e R I C. This was a favorite about oh ten years ago. Uh, I don't really know why there's been so much interest in this one as of late, um, but it it just doesn't seem to be able to get to uh, past about fourteen. Currently, it's at fourteen fourteen, so that's good. So it is trading in a relatively high range. Uh, it there was a spike up here. I don't know why this was the case, but if we look at and this is this is this is you know. Basically, for Ericsson really to be, become a hot stock again, it's going to have to move above this, this level of, of resistance here. And we're almost there. It's about $15. So I can't really see this being really that actionable until it moves about above about, uh, above about uh, 15 Right now, the relative strength on it is 60 which is which is less than I'd like to see it. 80 really you need. But it, it does have an, it has had a nice run uh, in the last few years, but it just hasn't been able to catch wind. That's the main thing. It just hasn't been able to catch wind. So uh, it is trading right in its 10-day line, which is a good thing. It's above the 200-day, which is very good. Um, this might be a slow, slow but sure wins the race, but kind of stock. But I wouldn't be, I, you know, I just think there's other better places to be. One of the places I, I would look, instead of Ericsson, has been a Dow component stock. CSCO, it has been basically a laggard for 10 years, but I think it's acting better, and that's Cisco Systems, and that's the, that's the chart here. The reason I think this is acting better is because this has what they call a tight pattern, okay? You can see how this is kind of tight in here. This is probably going to move higher, at least if the news is good. So here we are. We're, we've It's taken almost 10 years to get back to where it was in 1999, because that's where it kind of was. Now we're, we're almost back to where it was um, back 10 years ago. So this is starting to form a tight pattern. If you're going to be in this space, in the IP telephony space, this is probably the stock you want to be in and not in Ericsson, because this stock is poised probably to move higher because of, of this tight pattern here. So just wanted to kind of point that out. Uh, there, it's right at a buy zone on a flat base. Not not necessarily the best buy zone uh, that you could have, but let's let's pull back to the to the weekly chart. Yeah, we're right in this buy zone, and we're right at the top of the buy zone. So this one, if you want to be in the telecom space, probably I would recommend, as opposed to Ericsson, um, uh, this one, uh, just because I think it I think it's trading a whole lot better. So I have time for about two more questions here. Let's take a look and thank you for everyone. Uh, you know, thanks, thanks for everyone for, for tuning in. Let's look at ATKR and let's look at that one quick. ATKR. Uh, well, okay, there we go. It manufactures electrical and mechanical products. I don't know for non-residential construction. This stuff might not be bad because the constructions industries are doing very, very well right now. There's a lot of anticipation with this infrastructure spend. Their, their sales were up 14%, but more importantly, their profits were up 100%. Wow, and look at this cash flow. This is very, very good. Yeah, this is a very good one. This is very bullish. Uh, let me kind of just do some more checking here. Uh, the checklist is excellent. It's 88%. Uh, there's very nice ownership from funds, 494 in it. The industry is, the rank is very good at 47 out of 197. So that's looking good too. So all in all, I, I think this is a very good stock. And, and look at that. I think we're right in a buy zone. So on the pivot, on the flat base pivot, uh, the buy point on this one is 75.60. It's currently at 78.24. So we're right in a buy zone. So this is absolutely viable right now, AT. KR. So thank you very, very much for that one. That, that was, that's excellent. ATKR, it's in the buy zone as we speak. So that is a very, very, very good uh, opportunity. All right. Well, 
Uh, let's see. Uh, what are we looking at? Okay. Well, um, I'm, 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 it's an hour is up. I will be back tomorrow at, uh, at two 30 central. Uh, we're going to go through some earnings uh, tonight. We're going to see how, uh, their trade. I, I'm going to see how, um, Microsoft, you know, see, see, see what the price is going to be on that. Of course, sort of disappointing with Tesla. Um, but uh, we're going through just a massive. This week is a massive earnings week, and there, but there are some opportunities. Again, I, I did put out a bull put spread on Cloudflare today uh, for everyone that's on the Discord room, and uh, so that so that one uh, is looking pretty good. And um, so, anyways, I will be back uh, on uh, tomorrow at two thirty Central, three thirty Eastern. Happy trading, and thanks everyone for taking a look. Tell your friends about us. And uh, I will see you tomorrow.